Sally Lucas is with us. We're going to take a look at just what's happening with the situation, the travel situation currently and, yeah, how important it is to think about insurance. Uh, We're also going to indulge our dreams a little and go to Georgia, Armenia and Azerbaijan as we talk travel today on 2NURFM. Sally Lucas, great to see you again today. Uh, and of course, things are changing all the time, aren't they? As Every far day, as travel is concerned. Every day, Jane. Honestly, it's just you know, just keep in touch with your travel agent because we get all the updates all the time from the relatively you know different commissions and countries and Department of Foreign Affairs. But also remember to go onto that website as well, like your Department of Foreign Affairs or Smart Traveller. That gives you lots of up-to-date information about what's happening and where you can and can't go. So, you know, you can keep on top of it that way. But just to let you know that some of the countries have already confirmed boosters are necessary to be considered for entry or they've actually set an expiry date on a vaccine certificate. So you can get caught out. This is why you just really need to keep on top of things. Like the UAE, for example, has banned visitors from entry if they haven't received three doses of a COVID-19 vaccination from 10 January this year. Okay. So, you know... That's the United Arab Emirates. Emirates. Yeah, Emirates. From 15 January, France France decreed that um, you've got to be fully vaccinated for more than seven months. Anyone, sorry, who has been fully vaccinated for more than seven months will now need to show proof of their booster vaccine to enter. Right. Um, Spain and Netherlands from 1 February... Um, If you've received your second dose of an approved vaccination more than nine months ago, you must have had a booster to gain entry. Austria gives the vaccine a short shelf life, asking visitors who've been double vaxxed for more than six months to show proof of a booster vaccine. And from March 1, Belgium's vaccine certificates will only be for 150 days after a second dose, giving people just five months to get their booster. 150 days is five months. Months, yeah. So it's changing all the time and, you know, I... (laughs) I think everyone's still a little bit hesitant unless you really, I guess, have to travel. They're waiting to see if things settle a bit more, which is obvious. Bali's now open for travel, which Mm. surprised me. New Zealand, she's had to eat her words a little bit. She wasn't going to open up till October, which is utterly ridiculous. I mean, that would just send the country into a spiral of economic depression, which we're going down as well. Um, So now from the 28th of February, Kiwis and returning residents who in Australia can go back to New Zealand, but other residents of New Zealand who live elsewhere overseas can't can't enter again until the 14th of March. Mm. And she's saying now July, question mark, for the rest of us, for tourism. Okay. So it is changing all the time, Jane, and you've got to remember travel insurance, of course, is definitely important. So you need to check with whomever you choose to take out your cover options, but it'd be worth doing a check around with a few or getting your travel agent to check out which is the best to suit your particular needs Uh, because, again, some of them do vary as well. A lot of them are covering for COVID-19 costs, but they won't cover you, for example, if there's a border closure, suddenly snap closure. So, you know, and that can happen still at any time. So really look into it. But the um, there are a few different insurance companies like Allianz, um, NIB, Covermore, etc., uh, Medibank and one cover are all covering at least COVID-19 in some way, shape or form, but they've all got different conditions. So just really look into that very carefully as Shop well. Shop around. Yes, mm. yes. Um, and, and that's so important because there's no point going on a holiday, Jane, is it, and wasting money 
unnecessarily if you haven't got the right cover or the right um, appropriate documentation to enter the country you're going into. It's just so important at the moment. It really is. So. And important to be able to prove your the date of your, yes. your vaccination yes, too. Yes, exactly. Okay. But there's a lot of information, as I said, on Smart Traveller, which is part of the Department of Foreign Affairs, or check with your travel agent and, and just get updated all the time you know keep in touch I think is what I'm trying to say just keep in touch whether it be you know through your computer or through your travel agent because things are always changing Mm. and interestingly I've heard that for people coming to Australia presumably for non-family or non Mm. not being a resident uh, um, conditions or holidays or time Mm. uh, that there is uh, the paperwork is quote, horrendous. Mm, And mm. for us, going overseas and coming back, I presume it's something similar. Well, it is. And each country might have a different sort of vaccine pass that you actually need even just to get around. For example, in Italy, even though you might have been vaccinated once you're there, you've still got to get another piece of documentation to let you travel on the trains and get around, etc., etc. So, yeah, it's it's all different. So depending on what country you're going to, it, it will vary. I think we're going dreaming we in are. our next segment. We like a little dream or two, don't I we? think we do, and I think this should – I don't know. I think it might titillate some people because I think it's just going to be something a little bit different they may not have thought about. Sally Lucas, travel. It's always nice to have a dream or two. Where are we off to? Well, yes, we are off to some, I guess, not frequently visited places by us yet in Australia, which is Georgia, Armenia and Azerbaijan. And I just thought it would be interesting to talk about this area today because it's an emerging area of tourism. And I think it's wonderful to go to these countries before they get overwhelmed. And I've had friends who have been into some of these areas already and have just said it is absolutely magnificent, like the countryside, the actual architecture, you know, the people, because they they want a little slice of the tourism dollar that they haven't been getting, so they're very welcoming and inexpensive. So, you know, you can sit down with a couple of bucks and have a, have a glass of wine or a beer and a light meal you know so from that point of view it's great as well so yeah I just thought talk about some of the places you would go to so you initially you fly into um, this by the way sorry is a three-week holiday mm-hmm. uh, that you can go on and you depart here obviously by air and you go into the Azerbaijan capital of Baku and they take you on from there to lots of lovely areas but one of them that they say is amazing is the Gobistan National Park and it's a fascinating open-air museum which is famous for its centuries-old rock carvings and amazing mud volcanoes. So just something really, really different there. And also you get a... um, Get to, uh, sorry, get a real taste of the local traditions as well and culture. And then you go to an organic homemade tea cream party as well. So you've got lots of these funny little inclusions on this, which I think are quite lovely. Um, you go to local bazaars, for example, and you go to a cultural centre and you go to the famous Burning Mountain. Remember that one that's been on the news recently that has been burning for so many years and now saying it needs to be filled in because it, it is sort of a hazard of pollution. I guess. Yeah, yeah, polluting the air, yeah, I guess. But uh, at the moment, you can still go and see it, which, of course, it's continuously burning natural gas from the side of the mountain. Um, and then you also go on to visit some wonderful mosques, which are very intricately decorated and incredible frescoes and colourful glass. You go into some forests where you do a walk through the Caucasus, uh, Caucasus foot, foothills. Um, you then go across into to Georgia as well, where you go to a winery. And one of these wineries, again, they're still making wine the really 
original organic way and they have it in um, clay pots, if you like, and that are buried in the earth. And that's how they produce their red and white wine still to this day, which and that's, is really that's amazing. certainly either the cradle or close to the cradle of, of wine grapes. Yes, I think, yes, I think okay. so, Jane. Uh, we were just discussing that off air, whether it was there or Persia or somewhere where Shiraz came from. One of our listeners probably knows that, who's a wine connoisseur. Um, anyway, yes, so you also go uh, to a local family for a cooking class of dishes for their region and they have music performed as well there for you by local Singers, so it's really trying to get you into the the real mood of the countries and what they do. And you go to Tbilisi, of course, which is one of your main towns there, an old Georgian synagogue, uh, to sulphur baths, a cable car from the old town to a fortress. Um, then you also go on from there uh, into um, Armenia. And there's some interesting things you're doing in Armenia as well. So, again, you're going to visit a nunnery where the nuns will teach you how to handcraft wooden crosses and honey wax candles. Um, you also visit a local family where you participate in a hands-on dumpling masterclass and enjoy your lunch as well. Uh, one of the other areas you're enjoying in back in Georgia, I forgot this one, sorry, you um, enjoy a private classic Rio uh, trio, rather, reception concert at a wonderful museum, complete with nibbles and an aperitif. Mm-hmm. Um, and also you do lots of other excursions in Armenia, like mastering the art of baking your very own lavash as well, which is their traditional Armenian thin bread. So it's got lots of wonderful inclusions on this, this particular holiday. Um, it's limited to just 20 guests, so you're travelling with a safe number. Your air flights from Australia are included. Um, so, yeah, it, it'd just be, a, I think, when you're ready, it would be a lovely area to visit when you feel you're in that mood to dream a little and have a look at these, have a look at these countries, go a little bit of a Google and just see how beautiful some of the scenery and the architecture, etc., is, and you'll be actually blown away. Um, it's really quite a beautiful part of the world that we're yet to explore. We are talking travel, Sally Lucas. It's time to look at the hot deals in the current travel marketplace. What have you got for us? Well, this, I think, sounds fascinating. It's, I'm doing all things fascinating today, by the way, and different. The Secret South Pacific. Now, this is a cruise of 30 nights departing 10th of October this year from Singapore and finishing up in Port Vila. And if you could got a chance to have a look at it, it's with a company called um, Heritage, I think, Expeditions, and... It's just, you look at the map, and I just think all these ports of call, some of them I've never even heard of. So you're going across, all across through, like, parts of West Papua, Indonesia, West Papua, Papua New Guinea, the Melanesian Islands, Solomon Islands, etc., and you're finishing up in Vanuatu. And all these places you're going into, basically most of them you can only get to by ship. So that's what makes it so different. So you are getting to parts of the South Pacific that you've never gone to before. Airfares are included from Australia to Singapore at the end from Vila back home as well, which is a good thing. And this particular vessel, it's called the Heritage Adventurer. Um, It was originally called the Grand Dam Dam of Polar Exploration. So she was purpose-built for adventure in 1991 in Finland and specially for or specifically for polar exploration originally. And she's formerly known as the MS Hanseatic. So she's got the highest passenger ship ice class rating with an impressive history of polar exploration, having held records for the most northern and southern Arctic and Antarctic navigations and for traversing both the northwest and northeast passages. So 
it's a perfect vessel to do any sort of heritage expeditions. It used to, or was originally designed to accommodate 184 guests, but they're now just welcoming 104 guests. Very spacious, stylish, comfortable, and they've even got a fleet of 14 Zodiacs on board to make sure you all get ashore easily to visit all these wonderful destinations. I just think it looks absolutely fascinating. And, I mean, if you've got 30 nights to spare at the end of this year, I reckon it'd be a beautiful thing to do. I can see we'll be waving you goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, possibly. Um, Also now, travelling solo, for a lot of people, as we know, it's often quite expensive because they don't give you the rebates, but... These days, there are a few companies, cruise companies, coming online that aren't going to charge you the, the absolute, complete extra solar, extra single traveller supplement. So Paul Gauguin Cruises for One doing Tahiti in the Society Islands in December 2023. Now, this is valid until March 2022, and you've got a saving of 25% on that. And um, also the No Single Sup. And also they're doing iconic Kimberley September next year. We're all talking next year at the moment because Australia hasn't decided when they're going to let cruise ships back in here, of course. Again, valid until March 22 to get No Single Supplement on that. And also they're doing an emblematic Antarctica from Ushuaia. And of course, that's February 2023. No Single Sup on that. A uh, 12-night cruise from Sydney return on Celebrity Edge with a stateroom with an infinite veranda, main meals, drinks, package, everything included. This is January 2024, um, so no solo on that. And then they've also got one called Tasmania on Edge, which is six-night lovely little cruise down to Tassie in March 2024. And going back into the Mediterranean, there's a seven-night cruise with MSC Cruises, August this year because you can, of course, fly over into Europe now and do these things. Valid only till the end of February, and again, you've got no solo supplement on that. Um, And also, Jane, just briefly, there's a lovely Murray Princess Adelaide Hills and Barossa eight-day tour that's operating June this year, if you're interested, and that's for over 60s and seniors. It's got some wonderful inclusions in it, if anyone's interested in that. It's a beautiful itinerary, Um, and also you've got... We might have mentioned this last year, I think, Jane, at the end of the year, the 2023 Rivers of the World cruise where you can do four river cruises all back-to-back. I just thought I'd mention it again in case they've missed it because, again, I think that would be fascinating. So you do the Nile, then you do Italy and Switzerland, then you do Hungary, Austria and Germany, you do France, and then you finish up with Portugal and Spain. And all those are back-to-back. So it's the first time that they've put this... It's May 2023. It's 46 nights across nine countries on five stunning super ships so again something really different and special i think to do oh it's always good to talk travel thank you sally thanks jane and we will talk travel again next friday after the one o'clock news on 2nurfm thanks for listening to this podcast from 2nurfm at the university of newcastle topics range from gardening to health well-being pet care finance business and travel You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.